messages will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks. We are here to talk about TV commercials, good ones and bad ones, and ones where people say weird shit like this. Wouldn't it be nice to have one offline map big enough to cover your entire hunt area instead of jacking around with a bunch of little boxes? My name is Andrew Walsh, and I'm here with Genevieve. Do you agree with that statement, Genevieve? Who wouldn't? I mean, you don't want to jack around with a bunch of little boxes. No, I don't. There's a little clue. Not on a work night, anyway. Not on a work night. There's a whole... Like, I don't want to give them attention, so we won't do a show on them. Yeah. But when you are prepping a show, and you're on that website, iSpot, which is a good website where they collect and present uh, current TV commercials, do you ever find yourself in the vein of hunting commercials? Yeah. Like, really low-budget hunting commercials? They say, any search term, you end up getting all this stuff that maybe they air on, like, outdoor life networks and I'm hunting sure networks right. and yeah. stuff, but they're, like, so cheap and toxic. Yeah, a lot of them, a lot of, and, and all that kind of, like, survivalist-adjacent type of mm. um, type of products are like that for the most part. There's, like, a whole, like a whole shadow economy of this shit. Yeah. Um, I started to say there's a clue in that audio about what we're going to be talking about on the show today. Uh, he was talking about maps, and we are here to talk about maps. Yeah. I, I don't know why exactly. I had an idea early today. Maybe I saw a map in front of me. I mean, honestly, I'm producing this show now just like, mug, okay. <laughs> Commercials when people use mugs, pen, hey, let's do a show. Yes. So I... <laughs> Gonna be a lot of office supply related shows coming up. <laughs> but I did think like, oh, I'll bet you and I'll I'll be honest with you, I also wasn't as successful as I thought I was gonna be, but I was like, Oh, I'll bet you there's like a million like we're lost on a road trip and the map is all over and I'm holding it upside down and I can't see I'm dangerously driving. Like because maps are so antiquated now, those search terms did not bring up much of anything. But I did find various ways maps are used in commercials. And I also found some some bonkers things um that I'm gonna play for you. And I wanna give you a heads up too, while most of these commercials contain maps. Mm -hmm. Some of them don't, too. Great. So today's theme, if I could put a if I could put a fine point on today's theme, yeah, it's commercials with maps in them, including some commercials <laughs> that don't have maps in them. Sure. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah, sure. So anyway, that's what we're doing on the show today. So it really could be kind of anything. Don't worry, guys. Genevieve will produce next week's show. <laughs> um, also, in the BT Dub segment, oh no, we rebranded it in the in in our newly branded segment with love from me to YouTube. <laughs> I um, came across a 1995 uh, commercial for baseball for I think just, just watching MLB baseball. Yeah, it's an MLB promo, and it might be the charmingest baseball commercial I've ever seen. Most oh. charming charmingest i think most charming most charming commercial i've seen for the great sport of baseball uh plus uh we will hear from the ad council a couple of submissions from the listeners vives led you down some rabbit holes i, I saw in the notes like which led me to this which i was alice in wonderland with the yeah. listener submissions this week but uh we'll get into it none of them are actually about rabbits right no. we're not being cute there no that's not a that's not wordplay i just like got 
I, you know, one one thing led on to one thing until mm-hmm. I was uh, far afield, but with some interesting commercials to show for it. Looking forward to it, though. Let's start, though, by talking about maps and legends, I guess. Maybe he's from the I'm really disappointed. I love this song, by the way. I'm a big REM fan, but I'm so disappointed in my music selection today. I I like the music that we use to start off these segments to be very clear and literal yeah. about our topic and ideally with a great 80s sound. Yeah, we're always now, looking was, for that. Yeah, yeah the, the, the real 80s sound, not just like technically was produced in the 80s. Exactly. And I think that I don't know that that song nails any of those again i love rem but it's like this jangly college rock that doesn't really represent the 80s sound you can't tell i mean famously this is the era of michael stipe mumbling into a microphone if you don't know that song you don't know he's saying the word maps in there at all i really let you all down but i couldn't try to find a song yeah there's not a lot of like hair metal songs about maps exactly anyway um i just want to show me all the <laughs> That'd be a good that one. Would be a good AC. Show me on the map. Show me on like, the map. Clearly, the map is. But the map yeah. is sex. Well, the map is the the male body, maybe. or the female body, or the female body. Even yeah. more exciting. Even more exciting. Um, <laughs> so I was just distracted by the idea of a female body. <laughs> um, okay, I. Oh, this. You might have heard me laughing. My buttocks off I did hear at one point it here. was this commercial i'm going to start with one of my favorites this is for fedex we've there there were a bunch of fedex commercials that i think aired during the time that you and i did not have television like kind of in the early 2000s yeah and so i think they were kind of lost on me we sort of have a donut during hole. that era yeah. yeah but we we've played a bunch of them from this era fedex in the early 2000s and maybe late 90s was doing like these very droll commercials taking place in the workplace and like somehow like very dry almost like those ESPN sports center promos mm-hmm. sort of this is in like a CEO's office he's got a, a, a few colleagues or workers around him and they're talking about how they want to expand and there's a map in front of them a big map on the wall like classic corkboard style map where around the United States you see they've put a bunch of pins in the map like this is this place that this business has serviced but now they're looking to expand and somebody says you know basically we can expand into China because FedEx is in China as well and then they tell their colleague uh, go ahead stick a pin in China you know FedEx gave us solutions for all our domestic shipping needs maybe we should go international well FedEx has been in China for over 20 years hey Bill put a push pin in China Bill that's Russia <laughs> so Bill looks a little bit humbled. Puts it's Greenland, Bill. You have no idea where China is, do you? Well, <laughs> now Bill, because he's so embarrassed from his colleagues that he doesn't know where China is, he like so horribly acts like he's falling down, but sort of lunges towards the board so he can tear down the entire map and get off the hook. But actually, uh, before you jump in, just watch the rest of his performance here, because then he's laying on the ground. He's torn down half the map, but then he, he tries to accidentally tear down the rest of it, too. <laughs> it's really great, isn't it? It's very funny. Yeah, I love that. It's kind of fun. I wonder... 
I wonder why they, well, China, obviously, I guess the, I've just answered my own question. Like FedEx wants to make the point that they're, that you can do business with this huge emerging market, uh-huh. right? And so they, so they want to talk about China specifically, but it kind of strains credulity that somebody wouldn't know where China is. Like yeah. if someone said like, put a pin in Singapore, I you know. I'm like, glad. Uh, yeah. I like that it's so obvious that, What's his name? I already forgot the name of the guy in the commercial. Bill. Bill. That Bill doesn't know where China is. That could have he could have been in our Bill show. Oh God. We did a whole show on Bills. I forgot about that. Bill like the ma- Bills was like Wait, the- it wasn't Bob? Oh no, I think, I think we did it was a Bob Bob's. show. I don't now know. Now we have to do a Bill show. Now we gotta do a Bill show. Remember how I told you that some of these commercials uh, have maps in them and then some of them don't? I'm just gonna jump in right here with a commercial that doesn't actually show a map, but you don't really know what this commercial is for. I would describe this one as another kind of like uh, maybe I'm using the word droll too much today, but it's a very dry kind of humor. We see a woman um, standing on the street waiting for the light to change. She's sort of dressed like a flight attendant. I don't know if she's a flight attendant or not, but she's just standing there waiting for the light to change, pushing the little walk button thing. And then a guy starts to walk up to her to ask for directions. Can you tell me? She just maces him. <laughs> so he gets out two words. Can you tell me? I guess that's three words. I'm not great at math. Um, it's and actually she... four. <laughs> Not great at phonics. Um, and she just takes out, she, she apparently is already holding uh, a can of mace or pepper spray or something and just is brutally spraying him down in the street. She's like cop at Berkeley spraying him. <laughs> yes, exactly. I get real, by the way, the, the era of this commercial, if you can sort of picture it, is um, it looks like very early 2000s, maybe late 90s. I'm guessing this might be the kind of LAX area. It, for some reason, it's definitely LA. He's got a bat. He's kind of got a duffel bag, and again, she's sort of dressed a well, little. Well, you bit put a woman flight. in a dark uh, skirt suit and put a neckerchief around her yeah. neck, and you got a flight attendant, baby. It, it, she seems like a flight attendant, right? Sorry that I'm making all this noise. I didn't mean to. Um, my computer, <laughs> my computer's freaking. That out. should have been our slogan. <laughs> Forget hot takes on commercial breaks. (laughs) So anyway, uh, it's a lot of physical comedy. Sorry I keep doing this to you guys with these commercials today, but she's spraying him down. And one of the nice (laughs) things about this is... um, at one point, she runs out of pepper spray and then goes back to her bag to get nice. out more. She's just closing them down. And at one point, you'll hear all the audio goes away and they just freeze frame and it just says, there's a better way to get directions. <laughs> so I'm going to play this. I'm going to play this from the beginning again. Hey, can you tell me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> there's a better way to get directions. She's reloading. Oh no, no, no! She goes she's for taser. a taser. She pulls out a taser. Now she's he's crawling away, and then it just says California Map and Travel Center. So, oh yeah, obviously that's LAX then, if it's the Map and Travel Center. Um, and their whole point is just get a map. So this is this might this must be nineties, not two thousands. The lighting not, feels like nineties, and it, you know GPS was already kind of sneaking into everyday life by the late nineties. Yeah, so this might even be mid nineties or something. Also, I looked up the California Map and Travel Center. It seems to still have an address, but I couldn't, like, has zero web presence, basically. Yeah. 
it's probably not a thriving concern. No, my guess is that they might just be um, laundering money at this point. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, they're just selling mace. Is, yeah, that would be great. Can you imagine it? Or can you? I mean, let's just wrap our heads around the fact that we lived in an age where a map store was advertising on television, like just a map and travel center. Yeah, is it like a public service? Is it like it, when I hear center, I think like oh, it's like it's like a public, you know, information uh, kiosk or something. That's what I thought at first, but it, it was on Pico in Santa Monica, I think, and it seemed like it was a private business, just a business. I'm not, All I'm right, not sure. Um, actually, I'm gonna skip ahead. I was hey, gonna... are there any commercials in here for like Garmin? Remember Garmin's? I there I don't have any of those because but, um, remember when yeah. getting like I remember like I drove. Like one of my many shitbox early cars that I, you know, that I owned and and limped along for for however long. But I remember installing, you know, a, a dashboard Garmin in one of mm-hmm. them. Yep. I remember my dad's first Garmin. You know, I was going to save this one for later because I find it to be so bonkers. But while we're talking about the anachronistic nature of, of maps in 2023 and mm-hmm. looking back at this time. Here's an even older commercial. This is from 1975. Um, and and it's now for maps something... are purely decor. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. I, actually, I saw some... We're going to go out of order today because now i got to play this next one for you that is kind of like decor. And it's only a few years old. It is... Amazing. I want to know. I want to see the books on the company that it was trying to sell this map because okay. I have a strong feeling like this was a front. It must have been the idea Maybe for the, the show product. Is secretly about money laundering. The, <laughs> the product is so bad. But first, let's go back to 1975. This is a commercial that's on the um, YouTube page for the Museum of Classic Chicago Television. I'm sure you come across these a lot, Veeves. And this commercial for 1975 is for Motor Map International. But Genevieve, they're not selling maps. They're selling a lifestyle. Check this out. Is inflation beating you? Would you like some help with those bills? Check this great opportunity for financial independence with your own business. MotorMap International is now instituting map vending machine distributorships across the country in establishments <laughs> where free maps are not available. Why not cash in on a full or part-time basis as an independent distributor in this new exciting field? Your minimum secured investment is only forty-nine seventy-five. For full information, call toll-free 800-423-5142. That is not $49.75, like $49. That is $4,975 to invest so that you can be somebody who, I guess, distributes map vending machines. Who runs a map vending machine empire. Oh, and runs the map vending machines. It's like in Mm -hmm. the same way that you, you know... Yeah, like you can buy, you know, uh, any kind of vending machine and, and you stock it and mm-hmm. you take the profits. Let me tell you who would be interested in a map vending machine. One Mr. Dennis Duffy. That's a real Dennis Duffy. <laughs> oh, that's not an actual plot. That just no, sounds but there, like No, but I mean, it is basically an actual plot. He has like, there's an episode of 30 Rock where he has a vending machine for some outmoded product like that. I can't remember. Because he's a beeper salesman, remember? Oh, I didn't But he has a vending, he's, he runs one vending machine in the basement of some like government building that sells something that nobody buys anymore. That is perfect. I love that. I wonder, I would love to know. 
I want to know. I want to watch a whole documentary about that map vending machine company. Now, can I? I in places where maps are not freely distributed. This show is already somewhat kind of off the rails, but I love it. Instead of like whatever order I have these in, we just have to stay in in bonkers town here for a little bit. Yeah. So let's go right to this map. This is for Genevieve. Oh yeah, it's a coffee vending machine that he saw uh, that he has in New York. Because he goes, where else are you going to get coffee in New York? <laughs> Man, we used to have a, a coffee vending machine that I loved. It was like an old 1960s style this vending machine at my uh, dad's company. office. And it was like, it was kind of in the shop area. So it was like where we'd go, you know, where the, the guys who were working in the shop would get their coffee from there. I think, I think you'd bring your own mug to it. I don't think it gave you a paper cup, but you could get coffee can't remember if it would in I think you'd have to cream and sugar it yourself. You get coffee, hot chocolate, or soup. You could get yellow, like bright yellow right. chicken flavored broth. Just, just a bouillon cube in boiling water. God damn, I loved it so much. It just because I was doing a lot of data entry in the office. And so I would get re like in the afternoons I get so tired. I'm like, I don't know, like a teenager working for my dad in the summertime. Yeah. Maybe I'm in college working in the summertime. And I, I would slept get all so the time as a teenager. Like during rotten. the day I needed naps constantly, and I slept at all of my jobs. I do remember also, like, once I once I was working for my dad, but I was, like, college-aged, I think I also was, like, kind of staying out, at, you know, I was drinking yeah, I mean, part of it was staying out too late. Part of it was, for me, was that I was, like, staying up late mm -hmm. a lot. I was definitely a night owl, and even before I was partying or really drinking, like, on the reg, like, I just would stay up late. And so then, like, during the day, especially, like, in college, during all, I had, like, mm -hmm. three work-study jobs, and I slept during all of them. Well, your work ethic has always been... <laughs> Very strong. Sterling. Can I just read to you, because I found... I was Googling Dennis Duffy's coffee machine, mm -hmm. and let me read to you. You can you can get this, like, as a like a, a decorative sign that you can hang in your mm -hmm. house, and this is what he how he sells his coffee machine to Liz. One word, coffee. Where do you get it? You get it at my coffee vending machine at 38th and 6th in the basement of the Kmart. You just go downstairs, get the key from David, and boom, you plug in the machine, and you've got coffee. I apologize, Genevieve. This entire time you said Dennis Duffy, and I was picturing always sunny in Philadelphia, not 30 Rock. Oh, yeah, no. I don't know. Is there a Dennis on 30? Uh, yeah, on there's a Dennis sunny. on yeah, It's yeah, Always yeah, yeah. Sunny. That's why I was a little confused and like, did I remember that he was a pager salesman? I was like, no, that doesn't ring a bell. But no, no, yes, of course, Dennis Duffy on 30. Oh, that's that's your boy Mayhem. Yeah, we're going to get to him later. Oh, my God. God, well, Dean Winters. Winters. Yes. He's, uh, everything we do revolves around him. Honestly. And quoting um, Mr. Show sketches. That too. Everything that Dean Winters touches is gold. Um, okay, so this is the thing that I feel like has got... I mean, did they... Well, maybe they did make money, but this was apparently from a commercial about five years ago. It's a map that you can buy called the World Scratch-Off Map. And it's a... Basically, it's a big, simplistic-looking map of the world where all of the countries basically have a sort of metallic scratch off sheen like you would have like on a, a lottery ticket on yeah. a lottery ticket and you can scratch off where you've been hey there world traveler whether you're an experienced traveler or a new adventurer the scratch off world map was designed for you 
I okay. Another thing too. This is filled with just stock footage, probably the cheapest stock footage they could find. And as just they like say, people what, on trains and stuff. yeah. And they say if you're an experienced traveler, and they're just showing like some random, not even good shot of some guy trying to shove, trying and failing to shove his oversized carry on into the shelf above his seat. Like I thought it was a joke. Like why would you use that for experienced traveler? The guy isn't doing. It's only up there for a second, but he's not doing well. Hey there, world traveler. Whether you're an experienced traveler or a new adventurer, the Scratch Off World Map was designed for you to capture the memories from all your travels. For all I'd like to point out, it doesn't capture any memories. No. You just scratch off a country. It's not a and, camera. And you fill your living room with tiny flakes of gold foil. <laughs> it's not a camera. Nope. It's not a diary. It's just... It's not an audio recorder or a video recorder. It does not, I would like to repeat, it does not capture your memories. No. Your brain does. Designed for you to capture the memories from all your travels. For all the new states visited or countries you've gone to, you get to scratch off that place on the map. <laughs> Remember that time in Japan? Or how about the time you got tickets to the World Cup in Rio de Janeiro? Okay. And who could forget that amazing trip to the French Alps? Well, I was going to forget it, but then I scratched, then I scratched it off, off Switzerland. Relive the memories or France, time and time me. again with your one-of-a-kind personal travel tracker. She said, relive your memories again and again. I would like to point out to you You're that looking this at a does not display or in any way help you relive I memories. I wish we just saw a person, one of these travelers, just standing kind of like in a fugue state in front of the map with the scratched off countries. <laughs> just, just staring. Like, just, just open mouth. Like, like brain candy. Just like brain candied out. Just like France. Got a friend or family member who loves to travel? Give them a gift that'll give meaning to their adventures. I see that's, you raise your finger. That's it, right? That's it. People is, are terrible giving a, people gifts. People are terrible giving gifts. I am terrible giving gifts. It's this like, is a thing for people who are terrible well, at giving what is gifts. Rachel this like? is a terrible gift. <laughs> Rachel loves to travel. You yes. know what? Let's get her that thing where she can scratch off all the places she's been. Precisely. You get it for her and she yeah. gives it to Goodwill without opening I guarantee you 99.9% of the maps that were bought were bought mm -hmm. as gifts. And then 99% of those were thrown directly in the garbage. The best part of our map is the fun never has to end. That should have been the shit like go. Goes. Yeah, you're right. They just keep... The they, best part of our map is the fun never has to end. But like, just like, again, this their thesis is this map captures your memories. It does not. No. There aren't... I mean, even like if you scratch it, like let's say that you, you went to... Africa and you scratch it off and maybe there's a cartoon this gives me an idea lion for, like maybe this gives me an idea for an actual product that would be cool now that you could do which would be a map like this but instead of um, scratching things off it has you know how we have the photo like the digital photo that like you can upload photos to the digital frame the digital yeah. frame yeah um, you could do that with a with a map of something it would be tricky to do the whole globe but like you know you could have a map that acts as a digital frame. You point at Ohio or, and then it or, yeah. zooms in and it shows you your time in you Lake Erie. You could do that or like it's just like, you know, cycling through within the shape of Ohio is mm -hmm. all of the cool stuff you saw in Ohio. Mm -hmm. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And you could, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, maybe a state or a country is a color if you have something loaded in there and then you hit it and it opens up a slideshow from yeah. that. Yeah. So it's like a doing a little slideshow in the shape of your. But why would you do thing? that if you could have that a map would actually capture that you your memories that you can just scratch off? <laughs> 
The best part of our map is the fun never has to end. Want to do it all over again? It's as simple as go, scratch, repeat. Learn more at moderntravelerinc.com. What is it is modern traveler? What's more modern? I than don't understand a, what do it again. Do you send your map back and they like regild it? I don't know. That is I hilarious. I was wondering the same thing. It's bonkers, right? Another money launderer, right? That's what. That's, yeah, I think that's one the one I said it to. Oh, l again, I said this before. I forgot how many bonkers commercials I have in here. Now this is stretching the definition of map a little bit. This is a commercial for Duracell. In Congress with something called the Brick House Child Locator. I don't think I'm being fooled by the internet here. I believe this is a real commercial because I recognize the voice. I think it's even a famous person doing the, the Duracell voice here, and we've talked about that before. And apparently there is some sort of Brick House security. I'm going to put this again in... Based on this device, I'm going to guess the 90s or maybe early, early, early 2000s. Take a listen to this. We'll explain what we're seeing afterwards. But essentially, the scene is in a park. There's a woman. She's setting up for a day in the park with her son, who's, yeah, I don't know, kid of, I, I don't know how old, um, maybe six years old or something. And then suddenly she turns around and she realizes her child is missing. <gasps> if you think all batteries are the same, consider this. It was a beautiful day in the park. Kevin, can you hand me that what? turned to panic in Kevin. an instant. And everything depended on a brick house Kevin. child locator. Kevin! Kevin! And packed inside. By the way, you see a you see a white van pulling away, just a no really indication quick... that it really that it took no. the child, but like white van scares the bejesus it's out like of you, right? The, the woman is panicking and you're seeing a bunch of quick shots of things and you just see the ver a, a split second of a white van driving away. Child locator. Kevin! Kevin! And packed inside every locator is the only battery Brickhouse Look trusts. Look at this. Duracell. So even if you hope you'll never have to use it, it Kevin, still has Kevin just went to get a balloon. Kevin comes back with a red balloon, by the way. It was given to him by a scary clown. <laughs> they don't show that part. He said, you've changed. Boy, white balloons. Sorry, white balloons. White vans. In really just white vans, vans and red balloons. Uh, white vans really... Um, just abduction mobiles, right? Like that's yeah. their only currency in pop culture. So look at this where I've paused this. So this child locator thing is something about the size of a cell phone, maybe like a flip phone, cell phone. And we're getting a close up of the screen. And it's a very basic looking like radar screen sort of. It said and it's very early technology. It's not in color. It's like a gray and darker gray screen. It says Kevin on it with three <laughs> little bars pointing out. It looks a little bit like picture the technology that they use in aliens where they're right on top of us, man. Oh, okay. I don't know that. I was going to say, like, if your uncle had a fishing boat and he had one of those fish finder things. Or a fish things, finder. You know what I mean? I, I liked my cultural reference better. I, well, whatever. I don't get cultural references. That's the only reason. You've seen I, aliens? No, I've seen alien. What? I've never seen aliens. Stop the show. Well, I'm not going to watch it right now. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Wait a second, though. They're not both. Is that the one that's Cameron? Like. Who are the who did the first one? Then who did the second one? Uh, Ridley Scott did the first. Ridley one. Ridley Scott, and, and then, then uh, you know James Cameron. James did the Cameron second did one. the second one, and then it kind of falls off from there. Well, it gets, let's say, attenuated. There's some there's some good stuff later yeah, in the series. Is there? Okay, because what's the third one called? Just Alien Three. I think it's Alien Three. Yeah. Okay. Um. Anyway, 
Is this not bonkers? Like, that first of all, bananas. it's like a weird, panicky commercial yeah. about a lost kid. But then that they, shot of the van is diabolical. But and also, what is this thing? Like, what? It's is, a fish. Is Ke- it's a Kevin Finder slash Fish it Finder. It literally says Kevin. Like, she programmed to say Kevin. Did she? Maybe like Kevin. No, they're is all. Wearing... They all say Kevin. Andrew. <laughs> it's only a Kevin. It's Finder. a Kevin Finder. We have. If we ever have to, if we ever have a kid, we have to name him Kevin. Otherwise, <laughs> this thing won't work. Well, we, we could just find we we've got a lot of friends named Kevin. Can you imagine? We could just, just find our Kevin's, our existing like, Kevin's. Why did I name him Keith? <laughs> I'm never gonna see him again. I told you. I mean, this is just. Can bananas. you grab this image so we can send it to our friend Kevin? Yes, I, I will. I will grab that image. Um, anyway, that is like I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on with that whole thing. Sorry, I'm, I'm trying feeling to do, very silly today. I'm, I'm trying sorry. to do production work here and host a podcast, which is already kind of failing as soon as I open my mouth. Sorry. So, I think we just went through all of our bonkers stuff. Um, oh no! What did else you front do we load have? it with bonkers? No, this is kind of well. This is a weird commercial. It's not a bonkers. Product, I see something but... later in the show sheet that says with Ted Danson, so I'm very yeah. excited for that. Yeah, that's just kind of a that's just like a little fun pal cleanser um but this is this is strange because i couldn't find this commercial on any of our usual platforms this commercial that i'm about to play for you is not on youtube it clearly was at one point and then taken down it's not on iSpot. um and the weird thing is, this clearly played during the last Emmys. And I think like, the most recent Emmys, September of twenty twenty two. Wow! Because I found like there was some college newspaper wrote about this because one of their graduates is one of the actors in this commercial. And also I saw some reaction pieces about like a lot of people were steamed. It was just like one of those, like we're going to round up some people who tweeted something and then build a story around it. But apparently this was like a long, almost two minute commercial that aired right in the middle of the Emmys. And it was one of those kind of tricky ads. The Oscars had an ad like this just this past weekend. Um, but it, it seems like you're watching a TV show. And it's called, I think, s- the same lines said four different ways. And we get four little tableaus. The first one, it seems like you're watching like a, a mid-90s cheesy sitcom. It's kind of got that uh, that kind of font as it introduces it. And it's, uh, it's an overly energized man and a woman in a car yeah. together and she says something like I think we're lost and he says I don't think so but then you see that, that by they're... the way is that's a very popular uh, drama class mm-hmm. or improv class uh, uh, exercise to do like they give you a line and you and but you oh. have to sell it as like it's a tragedy or it's a comedy or it's a you know whatever that's exactly what this is but each scene is produced differently right. with different actors and different everything so the first one is a um is like i say a parody of a 90s era sitcom kind of like that adult swim too many cooks yeah. thing that went viral uh, 10 years ago god how am i this old same lines four ways is filmed before a live audience lost. I don't think so. You don't? Now we see the map, like the digital map in his uh, dashboard, and they're just going around and around and around in a circle in like a roundabout. So I'm going to go back to the beginning, though, because the order of the lines is important. Same lines four ways is filmed before a live audience. I think we're lost. 
I don't think so. You don't? Now I do. At least we're in this together. And then she reaches over and she um, kind of pinches his cheek. And now I believe this next trope is going to be, oh, like a reality TV show. We see two people in a Kia driving on some, you know, uh, unpaved road somewhere. The woman in the passenger seat is blindfolded and has a really like uh, elementary looking map on her lap, which is kind of worthless because she's blindfolded. I think we're lost. I don't think so. You don't? Well, now I do. At least we're in this together. It's very, like, amazing race. Yes. Now, this next scenario is we see a, a, a parking lot at night. There's a lone Kia Telluride parked underneath a lamp post and there's a couple in the car and they're talking about something very serious probably their relationship I think we're lost I don't think so you don't no I do <laughs> they hold hands and now this final one is going to be an action scene. I think we're lost! I don't think so. You don't? There's a block in the road. No, I don't. I don't think there's anyone even chasing us. I, all this, you know, it's all in the editing. You know, TV magic. Well, at least when... Don't even say it. The Kia Telluride. Elevate your scene. Oh, and then the, that's right. The voiceover at the end sounds like the worst, like, quality audio. Do you notice that it's... Yeah. I don't know if it's like a local punch-in. I found two versions to, of this. I'm sure they had to punch it in in some bad scenario. They're both on Facebook. It's yeah. like we were hearing some bad audio. Did you mention stuff. already that the actors in every scene are the same two people? Old Andy the face blindness. No, I didn't realize that. You didn't realize that? No, I am. But they're am. pretty they're pretty distinctive looking people. I mean, you know, they're not weird looking, but they're, yeah, they're right, not very right, attractive. Right. But I mean they're yeah. they're like they're not super generic. No, of looking. course. I mean, it makes sense. It's a it's a young white woman, a, a young black man, um, and you're right. They're the same people in every uh, ad, only made up differently. Yeah, I like that. Do you? Yeah. So the, I mean, I kind of forgot that it was a Kia commercial for most of it. I, I don't think they stick the landing, yeah. and then they're kind of like, no, it's called TV magic. Yeah, and they the kind of wink at the, the camera turn for to the camera Emmys. at the end is yeah. a bad is a bad way to to end it. But I I like the premise. Um, I think it just. 
it was they were trying to pack a lot in yeah i thought that that i thought the ending was really terrible they're trying to pack a lot in they gave themselves a minute and 45 for that which was apparently what people were complaining about like this <laughs> too long. this long ass commercial in the middle of the emmys um here well, we dragged it out for like seven minutes here's another one of those map commercials that doesn't have a map in it i but i stumbled on this one because i was looking for you know keywords like lost in the woods or whatever just trying to find map commercials and this is a a scout troop of some sort i think it might be a boy scout troop i can't remember if it's if it's just one gender or not but they're out in the woods and their scout leader is like we're definitely lost and then some cocky boy is like well i'm the one who knows navigation i just got my badge i should be in charge here and then this other kid who's just kind of like quietly sitting on a stump eating his dole fruit cup. Mm-hmm. This is part of their hold my fruit cup campaign, <laughs> which it really was a oh, campaign. Dole. This kid tells the other kid, hold my fruit cup. He stands up and he makes a bird call. And then suddenly a bird of prey lands on his arm and they start screeching back and forth. We can't tell what they're saying to each other, but this kid is so goddamn cute and he does <laughs> such a good job of talking to the bird. And then at one point the bird screeches something at him and he laughs like that like they're joking around and it's like I think it's really good acting. Yeah. Take a listen to this. Right. Well, gang, I think we're lost. Maybe I should be leading the way. I'm the only one with a navigation badge. Hold my fruit bowl. <laughs> He said go right. Real fruit, real juice, zero added sugar. Now, when you watch this on YouTube, there are a bunch of comments that are people like, I know that kid. That's Zeke. All these people were like, that kid is so great. I know him. I don't know why everybody it knows this kid. must be a YouTube kid. star or something or, 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 an Insta, or TikTok or one of those. Maybe. Maybe. I sort of got the impression. Or these that, are like, people who all personally know him. Well, it's just, just I, when I say a bunch popular. of, when I say a bunch of, there are like about four, there are less than 40 comments and about three of them are like, I know that guy or one of them is like, applause, like, well done, Zeke, or go Zeke, go, which makes me think that like, this is a kid who got a break and there's a bunch and people are passing around. Like, did you guys see that Zeke was in a commercial? True. You know, and so that they're like, um, you know, I don't know, grandparents and aunts and uncles and friends. It's a self-selecting group of yeah. YouTube comments. It's not like this is a, a super highly, but it is the official dole uh account on YouTube. Anyway, I'm, I'm here for Zeke. Cute, right? So cute. No maps. So well, I don't know why you The bird is the map. <laughs> the bird is the map. What kind of bird was that? Oh, you know what? Um it's some kind of raptor. It's like a hawk yeah. or a falcon or okay. something. I'm actually glad you didn't know because I'm still a little embarrassed not, about the face blindness. Thing. I'm not I, oh, I mean I recognize the bird's individual face. <laughs> you I'm, know that that's the same bird yeah, that was in the, in the other commercial. It's Clark. Yeah, of course. Um yeah. no, yeah, I'm not great with um raptor. Got to be careful asking a bird about their background. Where are you from, Clark? Yeah. No, I mean where are you no, where from? Are you from? <laughs> um No, like what kind of bird were your parents? <laughs> Uh, I'm not great with raptors, like identifying them. Um, it's why I we for years have joked like I'll see a you know a hawk or a falcon or something flying around when we're out on a road trip, and I'll say just interesting bird, mm-hmm. right? I can pick out a bald eagle fairly easily. Um, it's a really good bet if you see like a medium sized hawk flying around that it's a red tailed hawk because they're pretty common. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but beyond that, like, I'm just guessing, you know. Bald eagle ever say to you, I'm not a bald, I'm a balding eagle. <laughs> that ever happened on your bird watches? I, I don't know why I'm not invited on those, by the way. Um, you mentioned Tad Danson before because you saw that this commercial was coming up. Um, if we're going to do a show about commercials that involve maps, we have to at least nod towards, without getting bogged down in, the goddamn cell phone maps oh, of, course. of the 20s and 2010s. Which are all lies. Like, Oh my, but you could not watch TV without yeah. seeing a yellow map, a purple map, a, a pink, blue map, and a, a pink, pink map. map. Yep. And I still can't remember which one And then one the is fine what... print was always like, map does not represent actual cell coverage. And that is the point of this one. So this isn't one of the major carriers. This is for consumer cellular. And you see that Ted Danson, who's like just acting as a spokesperson here, kind of the, the kind of the Budinsky spokesperson uh, role. There's a woman. She is in a cell phone store and it's like not consumer cellular, right? And some derpy salesman is holding up a consumer cellular map, which the coverage is almost totally covered across the country with a few spots of non-coverage and like it looks like it's northern like Idaho. Idaho. <laughs> yeah, and some North mountainous Dakota, areas. And exactly. yeah, and like the desert. Um, but then he's also holding a purple map that says, this is our premium one, not consumer cellulars, but whatever stand in this store, whatever is. straw man, and basically they're saying, listen, both of these maps are exactly the same consumer cellular has great coverage too. It's kind of poking fun at these bullshit maps a yeah. little bit. And Ted Danson is there to help this customer out. This is our premium platinum coverage map. And this is consumer cellulars map. See the difference? No, I don't see the difference. See you. Well, that one's purple. Exactly. That's our premium. What does that mean? I think it means it costs more. That's what makes it premium. That doesn't make sense, does it? No, but it is premium. I just go with consumer cellular. Got the same. Got the same coverage at half the cost. Save up the two. Do you remember these? I don't remember that specific one. I think the fact that they've colored the um, the competitor purple is a shot at T-Mobile. Uh uh, T-Mobile's pink. Usually, I know it's right? pink, yeah, but okay, I think yeah. that I was the, just trying to remember. I yeah. think purple is like the stand-in for for pink. There. You know what? I was going to make a guess because this isn't one of the major carriers, and Ted Danson has had so much success late in his career with the Good Place. I was going to guess that this might have been before the Good Place really blew up or something. But it looks like this, according to this website, this was published in September of 2022. So if that's the case, this is, you know, less than a year old. That is kind of surprising because it's. It's a little low budget. It's a little low budget, and it's not like some uh, super high profile uh, brand or product. Like, yeah, it feels a little bit like something someone would do because they need the money. This is interesting, and you know what? Like again, iSpot TV and will give you Ted Danson famously. I don't know if this is famous, but it's my favorite Ted Danson story. When he was uh, after Cheers, he was sort of in a lull in his career, and he didn't need money. Like he was set for life. Like his deal with Cheers was like whatever whatever he just he didn't need money but he wanted to act and he wanted to like continue to have a career and when um uh saving private ryan was being made he was like i really want to be in this movie like i just really want to roll in this movie i'll work for free or for scale or like he basically said like you can you don't have to pay me like i'm a celebrity just put me in this movie and so he's at the ted danson shows up in saving private ryan as yeah. like some commander out in the field somewhere for like a one scene essentially 
I don't remember that. Yeah, it's very brief. And this it's is just pre Becker? I think it's pre Becker. I think it's sort of before he gets his second and then long before he gets his third wind. But I heard him tell that story on Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Uh, here's a headline from Screen Rant. Yes, that really is Ted Danson and Saving Private Ryan. Oh, yeah, there he is. I was surprised. I went back to watch The Thin Red Line somewhat recently. I did not make it all the way through. No I think one I ever kinda, does. Yeah, I think I put it on as a sort of it's like... It's impossible. Kind of background I fell asleep in the theater to that movie. Did you? Yeah. It is a long one. Um, but I remember wanting to watch it because... Maybe you I know, have narcolepsy as I look back on <laughs> yeah, this show. I know. What we learned today is that everybody's a money launderer and you have narcolepsy. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm kind of stalling here because I'm trying to remember the director. Um, uh, like I like all bad... He did Badlands and I was a big fan of his movies. Just like... Just as visual stimulation, it's absolutely beautiful, right? But I put it on recently. Why? Why can't I? Do you have the director? It's not Terry Gilliam. It's um, Terrence Malick. Terrence Mal- Malick. I knew it started with a T E R sound. Um, I have director blindness. Um, anyway, <laughs> I I forgot how low. I always thought of it as a like a a big expansive movie, but a, a small as far as casting. I thought it was, you know, just like, you know, like kind of a boutique little project. It is loaded oh, yeah. with famous people, distractingly, distractingly so. Distractingly so. It's The cast is really stacked, but it's like, yeah, it's not, um, I don't know that it adds to the experience. There's a scene with uh, John, <laughs> God damn it, Genevieve, I did this last week on the show. I don't think I can publish the show today <laughs> if I continue to not know people's names. Um, Who are you thinking of? Tell me anything about them. John Cusack from Pulp Fiction and the Disco Movie. John from Pulp Fiction and the Disco Movie. And the Super Bowl commercial where he was dancing with the guys from Scrubs. Travolta? Travolta. <laughs> he has a really distracting cameo in it. Like he's not he's not that great in it. But it must have been around the time that maybe Pulp Fiction kind of gave his career a little bit of a second wind or something. And I don't know how they were casting. I just the want to in interrupt it. and say it's hilarious to me that you remembered that his name is John. But Travolta escaped you because I, I'm when you said John, right like now. I forgot that John Travolta's first name was John. I wanted to cut this out. I can't now. <laughs> I, I really like that's me at my worst, both in conversation, <laughs> but then on these podcasts when I start to like I panic and I can't remember people's names. The Terrence Malick thing really threw my brain into a pretzel. <laughs> I lost all confidence. And then I couldn't remember John Travolta's name. I know you don't, you because you only hear, it's one of those names you only yeah. hear it as He's one word. He's known as Travolta or John or, or Travolta. John Travolta, John yeah. Travolta, not John. Right. I was having drinks with my friend John. Yeah, that's always weird when you hear, like when people talk about people who are known in that way and they describe them as their first name. And it is just kind of like, it throws you for a second. Um, I have two more commercials I'd like to play for you here. I was asking you before, Veeves, if you have the same phenomenon when you're going through some, you know, research for the show and you end up stumbling on all those Hunter commercials or whatever. Another thing that I stumble on a lot 
is old McDonald's commercials that are of a certain vintage and color palette that I know when I click on it, the sound is going to be an assault on my ears. You know what I'm talking about? It's like late 60s, early 70s, Ronald McDonald and Friends. Yeah. And they're, and they're just like these quick, they're all the, like the, the Muppet, they're puppety kind of characters. Yeah, McDonaldland characters. And they all have this red tint from age for some reason. I don't know what they were shooting this particular type of commercial on, but you always see these, and it's they're so noisy and yeah. really screaming, and I hate them so much. I'm going to play it on the podcast. <laughs> um, we see who's here in this scene. We have uh, I see Grimace, Ronald McDonald, Grimace, and the Hamburglar. I see the Hamburglar. And I think those are the only people who are in this one. And I love that you generously describe them as people, by the way. <laughs> Good point. And um, they're outside at a McDonald's. So they're kind of like at a, at a, McDonald's, a McDonald's patio table, I guess. I, I remember the thing. patio tables. Not I bet, really. I bet those are hard to find these days. You know what I'm kind of obsessed with is... Um, the old Wendy's tables that had the fake newsprint and the oh, or like the yeah. old like eighteen hundreds advertisements right. for tonics that you would have found corsets and, and, and whatnot. Corsets, exactly. <laughs> and somebody sent me um, a meme recently that just said, "When I want to calm down, my happy place is the sun porch at a nineteen nineties era Wendy's." Yeah, the sun those? porch with the, the sun porch. Of course. Yeah, but they didn't have the, the curved, right tables. The curved though. brown glass. Exactly. Yeah, right? I, I can absolutely picture. Like it. I could, I could taste my French fry dipped in a frosty yeah. with that photo. But it was, it, but it didn't have the right tables. I was like, it needs the tables with the newsprint on them. Yeah. What a weird thing. And it's totally lost kind of to history now. Wouldn't it be cool to get one of those tables if you had the room for it somewhere? Yeah. I mean, it'd be great to have a an unlimited amount of space to <laughs> indulge your nostalgia. Will you buy an old Wendy's building with me and furnish it? Oh, my God. But not open it like a business. Just, just have it be our, our fun palace. Sure. I don't want to live there. I just want to go there and have parties there. All right. Anyway... Back to McDonald's. You got these three characters. They're outside, and then one of them discovers a treasure map of some sort. Ronald, the treasure map! I told you the sound on this uh, is just, just an Also, assault. what is that thing? The thing that comes up and says treasure map or whatever. Oh, it's a pirate. It's a pirate character. Yeah, so I, oh, and you know what? We have, we used to have a whole set of those McDonald's glasses yeah. that you can get with all the different characters. And now we've broken all of them except for, I think, two a Grimace one and the pirate. We have character. the pirate. I think we do oh, upstairs. How funny. Yeah. Ronald, the treasure map! This will lead us to a scrumptious new dessert! Let's go! Let's see, four paces straight ahead. A crew, he says! Topped with hot fudge, hot caramel, or strawberry. Two paces to the right, and you're there. But we're back where we started, at McDonald's. <laughs> because that's where you find McDonald's new Sunday. Everyone, the treasure indeed! And you can only find the treasure at McDonald's! Well said, Grimace! <laughs> Oh, God, that pirate's voice is terrible. Also, when they find a note that talks about hot fudge, I would love to tell you what's going on there, but I don't have a fucking clue what's going on in this commercial. They just, they... What, what was the clue that they found? A piece of paper that said hot fudge? Yeah. 
Okay. Yes, I mean, I like. I'm not trying to defend it. <laughs> That's what happened, though. Um, there's one more that I I found this one very confusing. It took me a very long time to figure out what this was for, and I was really off. I hope you didn't see my note that I just deleted, Genevieve, because I want I actually didn't you to tell me if you know what this is for. Maybe I should have just known about this organization anyway. But I think there are some confusing factors. So. This is another adventure map kind of commercial. Sure. Um, and we see, I'm going to put this in the 80s or 90s, we see a, a couple of explorers, kind of Indiana Jones style. Hey, I remembered his name. Uh, Indiana Jones style explorers, right? Um, with the beige shirts and shorts and pith helmets, if I got that right. No. Well, I mean, Indiana Jones certainly didn't oh, that's wear true. a pith helmet. These guys might not be wearing helmets. I don't know. They're wearing like Indiana Jones hats. Anyway, they're in a cave somewhere, and they keep referring down to their map. It's an allegory. When you're venturing into new territory, like the civilian job market, it pays to have a clear, customized roadmap, like an individualized transition plan. It's drawn up when you're separating from the service. It outlines your goals and the steps it takes to reach them. Helping you to avoid potential pitfalls. Your transition office can work with you to keep you on the right path. That is very tortured. It is a lot of Indiana Jones uh, sort of, yeah, like images and style of exploration. and But they they were so low budget that when something bad happens, like he falls into a, a pit trap or something, they don't even show him. They just show him like ducking out of screen yeah he did out of frame at one point he tr he falls and he's supposed to lose his hat you see the actor grab his hat and throw and it off did you know it. that yeah, yes. he takes his hat off and throws it up in the air as if he's falling and losing his hat exactly yeah it's, it's very low budget and then at the end you see the map that one of them is holding and again it's like kind of a, your traditional kind of like really crinkled old like looks like, like a like pirate a treasure map. pirate treasure map um with for some reason like a german x on one of the well, land masses. I don't know strange. what that kind of X is, but it is very, you do see that on a lot of like um, cartoony style. Oh, you think that's like X marks the spot. That's an X marks oh, okay, the spot, gotcha. but it's that, it's that style of X that, I don't know, you, I think I used people sort of associate with like Spanish mm. maps to Spanish ah, gold okay. and things like that. And then it says individualized transition plan, your map to success. And there's like, it says beware at one place and then this dotted line. But And who, what are they selling me? I'm glad that you didn't know either because I watched it a bunch and I kept on looking at, at, on it. it they never say this anywhere. They just say... Uh, you know, transition plan or whatever. And I thought, is this about like some sort of financial transition? Like, what is this? In the very corner, you can barely see it, but it says AFN. And I keep on looking up AFN. And the only thing I'm getting is Armed Forces Network. But that's in the US. And I'm like, this is a, I, at first I thought British, but actually I think that, that was like an Australian accent that we were hearing maybe, right? Okay. And I was like, this is clearly, this is, again, I was at the time thinking it was an English accent, but I'm like, this isn't an armed, this is not a U.S. armed forces thing. Listen to this voice. Venturing into new territory, like the civilian job market, it pays to have a clear, customized roadmap. Like an individualized transition plan. So I kept Googling around. Oh, I see. They're, they're separating from the army. The, he literally says, when you separate, when from, you the separate from the service. And now I'm understanding. You, this is for the U.S. 
Armed Forces Network. Why do they Network, have an, an Australian I th- accent? Because I found other ones that have different voiceovers. I think they got an Australian person because this is like a little bit of Crocodile Dundee action here. Well, they which is it? Crocodile Dundee or Indiana Jones? By the way, I also remembered Crocodile Dundee's name. Uh, what if I just said, I know his name is Crocodile. <laughs> Now that one, I think I, I can help you with. I can't his remember. His last name is. Know his last from? name is Dundee. <laughs> what do you know? But what is? What's his first name? <laughs> but anyway, I found that to be so confusing. I guess it was just like, well, it's action, it's adventure, it's a cave. Let's give him an Australian voice. But I could. And the thing is, this airs on some sort of armed forces, or aired on some sort of armed forces network. Sure. So you, I guess they didn't have to really like spell it out for us. There's another one where there's a yeah, coach to, in front to of to a chalkboard. Yeah, to the audience that they to their cap audience basically yeah it's it's eminently clear what they're talking about just that we don't have the the context to really get what was going on here yeah exactly but yeah i was i was very confused about that whole thing and honestly i'm kind of glad that you were a little confused too because i'm having a rough night Okay, I just have one commercial I want to play for you from the old VHS archive, Genevieve, going through um, those VHS tapes that I found, and I was watching another playoff game from 1995, Seattle Mariners versus Cleveland, um, game two of the ALDS, um, and I came across this promo that is just, it's called Welcome to the Show, you know, it's like, it's just an ad for baseball essentially and they have a couple of ball players bip roberts and tony gwynn of the padres i don't know i didn't no watch baseball base- players in your names uh, yeah I, I didn't know <laughs> i didn't know who these fellas were um before this commercial i think i looked them up i don't really remember their significance in the game but they are they're playing for the padres and they are i guess probably at practice or something and they're sitting in the dugout right and bip roberts is holding a baseball card. He's holding his own baseball card. It says Bip Roberts, second base. And his pal, Tony, uh, is sitting next to him. And I think he's reading like a Beckett's guide to baseball cards to figure out like what baseball cards are worth. And I think it's Bip who's excited to see what his card is worth according to this catalog. Little investment advice. Bip Roberts, 1986 rookie card. Worth about 275 bucks. 20 years from now, who knows? 1,000, 2,000, might even go. up, man. Now, now, Tony, his teammate, is looking incredulously at him, and he's like, what? It's not worth that much. And so he interrupts him, and he points out that his uh, Beckett guide shows a much different value. Bucks. 20 years from now, who knows? 1,000, 2,000, might Yo, even go. up, man. You were looking at Robin Roberts. <laughs> says here your car's worth four cents he hands him the book bip roberts he looks at it four cents yo t four cents if it's in excellent condition but 10 cents if it's totally meant (laughs) (laughs) you see that there's different columns and he's excited that it's worth more than four cents is that not awesome i I am i'm in love with bip roberts Roberts. i'm looking at bip roberts rookie cards right now Sadly for Bip, they are still quite a, they're quite affordable. Yeah, yeah. Well, but, and also this was an era. This is is ninety five. Yeah, ninety five is still probably the junk card era. Like yeah. they were just printing so well, many. Well, I'm looking of these at eighty six cards. 
because his oh eighty six oh okay his rookie year, Um, but they're pretty affordable. So maybe I'll get a few of these and we'll uh, use them for a prize or something. (laughs) That'd be fun. Yeah, be on the lookout for Bip Roberts cards. I'm so glad that you had a hearty laugh at that little surprise twist ending because it. uh, I've watched it a bunch, but every time that's so charming. It is a charming. His delivery is great. Yeah, he's a delight. Yo, tone. Everybody's talking at me I don't hear words they're saying Only the echoes of my mind all right, let's check in with the Ad Council, Veeves. I have not watched this full first commercial yet, but I saw a clip of it, and I am very excited. I am, too. This is for Tupperware. Maggie sent this in to the Facebook. Uh, I'm sorry. Maggie sent this into the email. Uh, thank you, Maggie. And this is so delightful. I it It is just for uh, housewives. I mean, I don't want to assume, but that's clearly like what they're sort of meant to portray because this is from like the early 80s from the early 80s and they are just showcasing all of the many things that tupperware makes i own a bunch of these tupperwares because mm. i've been collecting tupperware lately yeah just the past year or so and so these four women they're all dressed more 80s than the each one more 80s than the next one of them i thought was terry gar which i'll get into in a uh. minute but they just they're going through all of these all of the ways that tupperware keeps food fresh and it's a great jingle so just picture these four women um I think three of them are white, but one of them is black. So there's a little bit more diversity than you might guess from from this era. Um, and, uh, and they're just singing about Tupperware. The very first shot is them opening up a big, flat Tupperware that is filled with the grossest looking lunch meats I've ever seen. Like very processed meats. Very, like bologna yeah. and then the kind of bologna that has like the the uh, pimento st- is a pimento loaf is that what i'm yeah, trying to I think, think of so, yeah. yeah a lot of or that. olive loaf maybe meats keep meatier beets keep beatier chips keep chippier dips keep dippier tupperware freshness that's our promise look at all the ways we keep it come to a tupperware party and see all the new ways you can lock in freshness beets green cheese teas potato tomato salami pastrami jams keep jammier hams keep hammier cakes keep cakeier flakes keep flakier tupperware fresh Oh my God, that's better than porn. It's so good, right? I want everything in that commercial yeah, except same. for the lunch meats. I, I had so much. I want not, every piece of Tupperware. Our in family there. had so much of that growing yeah. up. Did you see the? Um, I had completely every now and then. I'll just be bowled over at a memory or somebody will remind me of a piece of Tupperware that I totally forgot existed. Yeah. Um, the one that got me in this was the cereal yes, one. It's kind per- of shaped like a cereal box, but it has like a, 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 a yes. round opening you can pop open. Oh, I love it. Did you see that? That Do you see the green tall one? I got that one in white. I got the three tall tower ones at a uh, vintage store recently. I yeah, love them. Yeah, I love them too. Um, we actually, in our family, we didn't have tons of those, but we had a lot of the like kind of like regular bowl shaped yeah. ones with the, you know, the very, tri- if you were going to. The autumn color the- bowls that we got oh, at the, yeah. at the um, garage sale are wonderful. We use them all the time. Yeah. Well, I did want to say, I mentioned earlier that one of the people in that, one of the women in that commercial really looked like Terry Gar to me. And she uh-huh. also had the mo- the only, I think standalone uh, di- or lines to read, and I thought, oh, maybe that's Terry Gar. And so I went on this like, oh, what commercials has Terry Gar been in? Uh, Journey, uh-huh. and she's been in a ton of commercials. 
But the one that grabbed me was this one. She must have been very early in her career because I don't think she's famous yet when she's mm-hmm. making this. This is for she's sh- not appearing as Terry. Exactly Gar, yeah. right. She's just a, you know an actress, um, and she is in this beer commercial for Schlitz beer. And she is in a very clearly a working man's bar. And I do mean man's (laughs) bar. She's dressed like a, it's very like, picture Diane Chambers from Cheers, from like early Cheers, right? Like the, the, you know, modestly dressed with like a little bar apron, Mm -hmm. but very cute and blonde and pretty. And some off camera voice sort of says something about like taking away the schlitz from these working men. And I guess they're like construction workers or highway construction Uh workers. And she starts like, like you're going to take away these men's beer. What are you thinking? And as she's saying all this, do you, do I know yet why somebody's talking about taking away beer? It's like, I I don't know. It's like, like for just like, just to get the conversation going, who knows? Um, she's, she doesn't want them to take away the men's beer. And as she's kind of excoriating this off camera voice, one of the construction workers just pulls her down onto his lap, like casual AF. What? Yeah. Okay. I got to see this. Excuse me, ma'am. We'd like to take away their Schlitz and have them try our beer. Do you want to take away their Schlitz? You want to take away their gusto? (laughs) You're cute. Dumb, but cute. You want to take away their Schlitz? Their gusto? You're going to end up a cornerstone in a high rise. (laughs) They're going to turn you into an off ramp on the interstate. Take away their gusto. If you don't have Schlitz, you don't have gusto. You don't have beer. I was wondering why she kept saying gusto. I was like, did she accidentally say her lines twice? <laughs> like I she see, just so keeps saying it the over gusto and over. is part of their is part of their um, promo line from the time. Yeah, if you take away their schlitz, you take away their gusto. That's funny. She, you know, and meanwhile she's being manhandled by this blonde giant. Yeah, well, over she here. at one point he stands up to be next to her and she pushes him down, and then when he grabs yeah, he's her, he's going to attack the guy who's trying to take away his schlitz. I see, and I guess the premise there is it's like one of those like we we replaced his Folgers crystals with yeah, or exactly. whatever or his fancy coffee with Folgers crystals or whatever so that's why the voiceover guy who we do not see uh wants to take away their beer yeah um th- in all seriousness, like I know the name Terry Gar as like kind of like a she was like an attractive woman in the seventies, right? Well, she's been in a ton of, but like I can't even think of one thing I've seen well, she her was in. in Tootsie, you've seen that? I have. It's been a really, really long time, but yeah. okay. Does she play she Dustin plays... Hoffman's love interest? No, she plays his other, the other actor who he. I mean, he does have sex with her a lot, but <laughs> she's not his love interest. Um, she, they're both kind of struggling actors. And they're kind of on again, off again lovers. And um, she goes out for the role that that she gets turned down for that then he goes in for and gets, Dor- you know, mm-hmm. Dorothy on the soap opera. Um, and when she finds out later that she lost the role to uh, not not just another actor that she knows, but a man, mm-hmm. uh, she's less than thrilled. Gotcha. I should rewatch that movie. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Um. So let's move on here. We mentioned Dean Winters before. Oh, Dean Winters. Mayhem, Dennis Duffy. Uh, you so just said things. mayhem. I know, I, as a oh, joke. Okay. Um, you always get me for that. I know, I'm just teasing you. But because mayhem. somebody wrote in about this and they, they mentioned uh, mayhem. Mayhem, they used the pig emoji. Yes. Um, David wrote in and said, I actually think this was on the Facebook group. 
Um, I normally love the mayhem or is it mayhem hmm. ads, but this one drives me nuts. That's hmm. not how it works. That's not how any of this works. Oh, using one uh, commercial line for, for to critique another. Yeah, and, a, and even another Oh, that's insurer. right. That was a Geico commercial. That's not how this works. Um, is it e is it Geico or eSurance? Oh, I think it's maybe it's eSurance. I can't remember. Yeah. Anyway, point being, um, I want you to watch this and tell me if – David is right that that's not how any of this works. Okay, this is a smart home is the setting. Yeah, and the so uh, Dean Winters Mayhem is presenting himself as your glitchy Wi-Fi who is causing um, your smart home to do all kinds of crazy things. And now oh, I, I yeah already that doesn't sound right. Yeah, I mean I accept that it's an exaggerated premise, but is it truly impossible that a smart home could could not cause any kind of like uh, for example could it screw up and unlock your doors or mm -hmm, something? Right, like, yeah. I really don't know. Um, this this is way over the top. But I think we can all agree that, like, these examples tend to be over the top in ways that are, are wow, not super really realistic. I'm already. just really working the refs on this one. Um, so, but one effect that is very fun in this is he plays the, as he plays the glitchy Wi-Fi, you hear the, like, zzz zzz sound and his... The image of him like flip, flips oh, in and out. Oh, Mayhem himself yeah. is blipping in and out. Okay. I'm your glitchy Wi-Fi, and I've decided, well, if you're on huh. vacation, I am too. <laughs> Which means your smart home isn't so smart. Sprinkler on. And now I'm sending mixed signals to your garage. And it but if you haven't car. bundled your home in auto coverage, trying to unpack this isn't going to be too much fun. Hey. Check the router. Forget all states. I'm, listen, I'm not as mad about it as David is because, again, it's just a comedy trope or whatever. And there there was another one in this series that really drove me bananas. Like, he was just on an exercise bike and then he that just one I falls thought, over. Or yeah, something. that one I thought no was sense. worse. And it didn't, um, it didn't make sense even within the structure of the, these commercials. But David is right. Like, having a bad Wi-Fi signal that's going to go off on you is not going to make ice cubes shoot out of your right. refrigerator and it's not going to make your garage door open and close. Like, that isn't how it works. So, okay. I'll go, you know, I, I think David's right. But again, I don't... The, Different things just trigger different people right. based on your knowledge base. You know, like for me. David's probably an engineer who made a bunch of smart home stuff. Or maybe and just he a feels person who uses... And he feels personally offended. For me, it's always when like you, there's a scene of people like doing radio, yeah. but nobody's anywhere near their microphones. <laughs> like, um, what am I linking? Uh, uh, gross point blank. Yeah. The scenes in that. Yeah. Um, she's not good at broadcasting. No, she's not. And who is that actor's name? Mini Driver. Mini Driver. Right, right, right. And like, there's a scene with her and the other John, not Travolta. John Cusack also in The Thin Red Line. Oh, yeah, that's right. Do you know that I actually was struggling there with Cusack's last name and the only way I can get there? And this, do you know this? Do you know how I get there? No. I always think John. I can't think of his last name. Maybe I have an issue with like people named John who are famous. But uh, I'm like, John, can't think of his name. I have to think of his sister who I love, Joan. And then right. once I think of Joan, I think Joan Cusack. No problem. Right. But there are so many Johns. But um, yeah, there's a scene where Minnie Driver and John know, Cusack. Do the people know that that's also you also have to do a, a little mental gymnastics to get to Gwyneth Paltrow this is a true thing I knew that Gwyneth Paltrow like I'm a fan of hers or of her work you know she like I was rewatching and her lifestyle I, <laughs> I was watching the hard eight again the other night yeah. the, a very early um uh film by <laughs> oh my 
I can have I can have P.T. Anderson I can have Paul Thomas Anderson I can have these conversations off the air but then once I lose my confidence it gets real bad but um, you know like I love P.T. Anderson's films and I liked that one I watched it in the I don't know like whenever it hit video back in the I feel like late 90s or something and so I've always appreciated her stuff but she does have one of those names that I'm often struggling to conjure but sometimes I'll think oh, well I the, you know the woman who has the company goop I can always remember goop and then one day you said to me like well that's a play on her name goop <laughs> GP Gwyneth Paltrow so now whenever I try to think of her name I have to go goop oh GP Gwyneth Paltrow it yeah. totally works yeah I mean th- honestly like that's a branding win for her yeah absolutely um okay I, I don't know if you're in the market for a lot of like jade vagina eggs though um I'm not not in the market um maybe I like, a medium number of I, I like to hide them on <laughs> the night before Easter <laughs> but where do you hide them <laughs> um all right we got to get out of here I got one more I got one yeah, more. yeah what do you got here this so was another really mayhem commercial so this was I said I went down the rabbit hole I watched the glitchy Wi-Fi mayhem commercial, and then you know how YouTube is. It was like, you must want to watch this next Allstate uh-huh. commercial with mayhem. And this was sort of caught my attention just because we've talked about this before. Dean Winters as mayhem usually plays either like an object or an animal or a, a concept, right? Mm-hmm. He, an he, idea, yeah. An idea of something that causes... Um, and sometimes he'll play like I'm an obsessed fan or I'm a, yeah, I'm, a yeah. I'm a distracted driver. Yeah, or that's right. The obsessed fan one. Right. So he has played people before, like characters, like sort of, you know, straw men or whatever. In this one, it's sort of unusual because he says, I'm playing your competitive brother. Oh, just a straight up just like family member. That is interesting. But wait. So he's okay. So he's playing basketball just one on one in a driveway with a basketball hoop that's nailed to the garage, as you know, you, you can mm-hmm. picture it. And when they they get to playing basketball, he beats his brother and the brother in frustration hangs off the rim of the basketball hoop and it tears down a bunch of siding off of the garage. Okay, so that's fine. So that's not Dean Winters who's doing the damage. It's actually the other guy. It's the other guy who does it out of out of frustration. But I was like, God, that guy who plays his brother looks a lot like him. Oh, okay. Not only is it his real life brother, um, William Scott, or sorry, Scott William Winters, he also played his brother on Oz, which is a show we've never watched, but it's that show about that was about prison. Yeah, yeah. And I, there are all these comments in the YouTube page of like, oh, it's great to see these the the brothers back again, uh. like the O'Neill brothers are back back together again. So like these two actors played, you know, played brothers uh and are also real life brothers and here they are again again i think it's like a fun little joke a little in joke for people who know i'm your overly competitive brother check psych and i'm about to steal this game from you just like i stole kelly carter in high school huh you got no game dude that's a foul and now you're ready to settle a score game over If you don't have the right home insurance coverage, well, you can end up paying for all this. Don't you think so? Clearly, as you were telling that story, I kept on thinking you were going for a different point that I was reacting to um, with my ums and ahs and gasps. But don't you think that it is weird that Mayhem isn't the character creating the destruction in this commercial? That it's the person who's a stand-in for us? 
I mean, he he gets us riled up if we are the brother. Yeah, I mean, I think in that. But way, isn't he, that kind of strange? He like plays, he's the one who always is destroying things. Well, yeah, but he it's his it's his conduct, it's his behavior yeah. that sparks this that sparks you to do this damage to your own house. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I kind of actually I I can kind of relate to that. Like the things that have made me the maddest that I've like screwed up and my like like damage that I've done has been like my own like backing into a you know a stationary object or something mm-hmm. right yeah we are so distracted here we have <laughs> this whole show i got to say we've had two cats <laughs> our our young bold cat has been stalking our um old scared cat this whole time walking over our computer she's trying to get away from him i feel like we've done a very professional job of not mentioning it until, until the very right end now. of the show <laughs> It is very distracting. <laughs> I know this was a gargantuan one. Uh, was it a super long show? Yeah, it was. I guess it was over an hour and 15 minutes. Sorry about that. Oh, I that's actually not that it. bad for us. Um, yeah, but I mean, when you're doing a roundup of commercials that have maps and don't have maps, <laughs> you're gonna so end much. up. You're gonna end up with yeah. a long list. It's a rich vein. Yeah, honestly, maybe we'll re- maybe we'll revisit this next week. <laughs> um, you can join the fun if you are on Facebook. Look for After These Messages podcast on Facebook and join the group there. You can check out the uh, commercials that I've been grabbing off of VHS tapes and posting them to YouTube. Again, look for After These Messages podcast on YouTube. Otherwise, you're just gonna get those old. After these messages, we'll be right back. Claymation things from ABC Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, um, but if you uh, want to send us something, send it to After These Messages Show at Gmail, uh, or call us at six zero seven four 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 five five nine seven. Again, that's six zero seven four 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 five five nine seven to leave us a voicemail. We'll talk to you next week. Karachi Posse Zaki's poppy. Red Octagons couldn't stop me.